This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Samantha Hayes. Vindication of the Rights of Women by Mary Wollstonecraft. Chapter 7. Modesty, Comprehensively Considered and Not as a Sexual Virtue. Modesty, Sacred Offspring of Sensibility and Reason, True Delicacy of Mind, May I unblame presume to investigate thy nature, and trace to its covert the mild charm, that mellowing each harsh feature of a character renders that would otherwise only inspire cold admiration, lovely. Thou that smoothest the wrinkles of wisdom, and softness the tone of a more sublime virtue till they all melt into humanity, thou that speddest the eternal cloud that surrounding love heightens every beauty in half shades, breathing those coy sweets that steal into the heart and charm the senses, modulate for me the language of pervasion, reason, till I rouse my sex from the flowery bed on which they supinely sleep life away. In speaking of the association of our ideas, I have noticed two distinct modes, and in defining modesty, it appears to me equally proper to discriminate that purity of mind, which is the effect of chastity, from the simplicity of character that leads us to form a just opinion of ourselves, equally distant from vanity or presumption, though by no means incompatible with a lofty consciousness of our own dignity. Modesty in the latter signification of the term is that soberness of mind which teaches a man not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, and should be distinguished from humility, because humility is a kind of self-abasement. A modest man often conceives a great plan, and tenaciously adheres to it, conscious of its own strength, till success gives it a sanction that determines its character. Milton was not arrogant when he suffered a suggestion of judgment to escape him that proved a prophecy, nor was General Washington when he accepted the command of the armed forces. The latter has always been characterized as a modest man, but he had been merely humble. He would probably have shrunk back irresolute, afraid of trusting to himself the direction of an enterprise on which so much depended. A modest man is steady, a humble man timid a vain one presumptuous. This is the judgment which from the observations of many characters has led me to form. Jesus Christ was modest, Moses was humble, Peter vain. Thus discriminating modesty from humility, in one case I do not mean to confound it with the bashfulness of others. Bashfulness, in fact, is so distinct from modesty that the most bashful lass, or raw country lout, often becomes the most impudent, for their bashfulness, being merely the instinctive timidity of ignorance, custom soon changes it into assurance. Footnote. Such is the country maiden's fright, when first a red coat is in sight, behind the door she hides her face, next time at distance eyes the lace. She now can all his terror stand, nor from his squeeze withdraw her hands, she plays familiar in his arms, and every soldier hath his charms. From tent to tent she spreads her flame, for customs conquer fear and shame. The shameless behavior of the prostitutes who infest the streets of London, raising alternate emotions of pity and disgust, may serve to illustrate this remark. They trample on virgin bashfulness with a sort of bravado, and glorifying in their shame, become more audaciously lewd than men, 
however deprived, to whom the sexual quality has not been gratuitously granted ever appear to be. But these poor ignorant wretches never had the modesty to lose. When they consigned themselves to infamy, for modesty is a virtue, not a quality. They were only bashful, shamefaced innocence, and losing their innocence, their shamefacedness was rudely brushed off. A virtue would have left some vestiges in the mind had it been sacrificed to passion to make us respect the grand rune. Purity of mind, or that genuine delicacy which is only the virtuous support of chastity, is near akin to that refinement of humanity which never resides in any but cultivated minds. It is something nobler than innocence, it is the delicacy of reflection, and not the coyness of ignorance, the reserve of reason which like habitual cleanliness is seldom seen in any great degree unless the soul is active may easily be distinguished from rustic shyness or wanton skittishness and so far from being incompatible with knowledge it is the fairest fruit what a gross idea of modesty had the writer of the following remark the lady who asked the question whether women may be instructed in the modern system of botany consistently with female delicacy was accused of ridiculous prudery Nevertheless, if she had proposed the question to me, I should certainly have answered, they cannot. Thus, is the fair book of knowledge to be shut with an everlasting seal? On reading similar passages, I have reverently lifted up my eyes and heart to him who liveth for ever and ever, and said, O oh, my father, hast thou, by the very constitution of her nature, forbid thy child to seek thee in the fair form of truth? and can her soul be sullied by the knowledge that awfully calls her to thee i have then philosophically pursued these reflections till i inferred that those women who have the most improved their reason must have the most modesty though a dignified sedateness of deportment may have succeeded the playful bewitching bashfulness of youth footnote modesty is the graceful calm virtue of maturity bashfulness the charm of vivacious youth and thus I have argued, to render chastity the virtue from which unsophisticated modesty will naturally flow. The attention should be called away from employments which only exercise the sensibility, and the heart made to beat time to humanity rather than throb with love. The woman who has dedicated a considerable portion of her time to pursuits purely intellectual, and those whose affections have been exercised by humane plans of usefulness, must have more purity of mind as a natural consequence than the ignorant beings whose time and thoughts have been occupied by gay pleasures or schemes to conquer hearts the regulation of the behavior is not modesty though those who study the rules of decorum are in general termed modest women make the heart clean let it expand and feel for all that is human instead of being narrowed by selfish passions and let the mind frequently contemplate subjects that exercise the understanding without the heating of the imagination an artless modesty will give the finishing touches to the picture she who can discern the dawn of immorality in the streaks that shoot athwart the misty night of ignorance promising a clearer day will respect as the sacred temple the body that enshrines such an improvable soul true love likewise spreads this kind of mysterious sanctity round the beloved object making the lover most modest when in her presence so reserved in affection that receiving or returning personal endearments it wishes not only to shun the human eye as a kind of profanation but to diffuse an encircling cloudy obscurity to shut out even the saucy sparkling sunbeams 
yet that affection does not deserve the epitaph of chaste which it does not receive a sublime gloom of tender melancholy that allows the mind for a moment to stand still and enjoy the present satisfaction when a consciousness of the divine presence is felt for this must ever be the food of joy as i have always been fond of tracing to its sources in nature any prevailing custom i have frequently thought that it was a sentiment of affection for whatever had touched the person of an absent or lost friend which gave the birth the respect for the relics so much abused by selfish priests devotion or love may be allowed to hollow the garment as well as the person for the lover must want fancy who has not a sort of sacred respect for the glove or slipper of his mistress he could not confound them with vulgar things of the same kind this fine sentiment perhaps would not bear to be analyzed by the experimental philosopher but of such stuff is human rapture made up a shadowy phantom glides before us obscuring every other object yet when the soft cloud is grasped the form melts into common air leaving a solitary void or sweet perfume stolen from the violet that memory long holds dear but i have tripped unawares on fairy ground feeling the balmy gale of spring stealing on me through november frowns as a sex women are more chaste than men and modesty is the effect of chastity they must deserve to have this virtue ascribed to them in rather an appropriate sense yet i must be allowed to add an hesitating if for i doubt whether chastity will produce modesty though it may propriety of conduct when it is merely a respect for the opinion of the world and when contrary to the love-lorn tales of novelists employed the thoughts nay from experience and reason i should be led to expect to meet with more modesty amongst men than women simply because men exercise their understandings more than women but with respect to propriety of behavior excepting one class of females women have evidently the advantage what can be more disgusting than the impudent dross of gallantry thought so manly which makes many men stare insultingly at every female they meet is this respect for the sex this loose behavior shows such habitual depravity such weakness of mind that it is vain to expect much public or private virtue till both men and women grow more modest till men curbing a sensual fondness for the sex or an affection of manly assurance more properly speaking impudence treat each other with respect unless appetite or passion gives the tone peculiar to it to the behavior i mean even personal respect the modest respect of humanity and fellow-feeling not the libidinous mockery of gallantry nor the insolent condescension of protectorship to carry the observation still further modesty must heartily disclaim and refuse to dwell with that debauchery of mind which leads a man coolly to bring forward without a blush indecent allusions or obscene witticisms in the presence of a fellow-creature women are now out of the question and for them it is brutality respect for man as man is the foundation of every noble sentiment how much more modest is the libertine who obeys the call of appetite or fancy than the lewd joker who sets off the table in a roar this is one of the many instances in which the sexual distinction respecting modesty has proved fatal to virtue and happiness it is however carried still further and women weak women made by her education the slave of sensibility is required on the most trying occasions to resist that sensibility 
can anything says knox be more absurd than keeping women in a state of ignorance and yet so vehemently to insist on their resisting temptation thus when virtue or honour make it proper to check a passion the burden is thrown on the weaker shoulders contrary to reason and true modesty which at least should render the self-denial mutual to say nothing of the generosity of bravery supposed to be a manly virtue in the same strain runs rousseau's and dr gregory's advice respecting modesty strangely miscalled for they both desire a wife to leave it in doubt whether sensibility or weakness led her to her husband's arms the woman is immodest who can let the shadow of such a doubt remain on her husband's mind a moment but to state the subject in a different light the want of modesty which i principally deplore as subversive of morality arises from a state of warfare so strenuously supported by voluptuous men as the very essence of modesty though in fact its bane because it is a refinement on sensual desire that men fall into who have not sufficient virtue to relish the innocent pleasures of love a man of delicacy carries his notions of modesty still further for neither weakness nor sensibility will gratify him he looks for affection again men boast of their triumphs over women what do they boast of truly the creature of sensibility was surprised by her sensibility into folly into vice and the dreadful reckoning falls heavily on her own weak head when reason wakes for where art thou to find comfort forlorn and disconsolate one he who ought to have directed thy reason and supported thy weakness has betrayed thee in a dream of passion without consented to wander through the flowery lawn and heedlessly stepping over the precipice to which thy guide instead of guarding lured thee thou startest from thy dream to face a sneering frowning world and to find thyself alone in a waste for he that triumphed in thy weakness is now pursuing new conquests but for thee there is no redemption on this side of the grave and what resources hast thou in an enervated mind to raise a sinking heart footnote the poor moth fluttering round the candle burns its wings but if the sexes be really to live in a state of warfare if nature has pointed it out let men act nobly or let pride whisper to them that a victory is mean when they merely vanquish sensibility the real conquest is that over affection not be taken by surprise when like helosia a woman gives up all the world deliberately for love i do not now consider the wisdom or virtue of such a sacrifice i only contend that it was a sacrifice to affection and not merely to sensibility though she had her share and i must be allowed to call her a modest woman before i dismiss this part of the subject by saying that till men are more chaste women will be immodest where indeed could modest women find husbands for whom they would not continually turn with disgust modesty must be equally cultivated by both sexes or it will ever remain a sickly hothouse plant whilst the affection of it the fig-leaf borrowed by wantonness may give zest to voluptuous enjoyments men will probably still insist that women ought to have more modesty than man but it is not dispassionate reasoners who will most earnestly oppose my opinion no they are the men of fancy the favourites of the sex who outwardly respect and inwardly despise the weak creatures whom they thus sport with they could not submit to resign the highest sensual gratification nor even to relish the epicurism of virtue self-denial to take another view of the subject confining my remarks to women 
the ridiculous falsities which are told to children from mistaken notions of modesty tend very early to inflame their imaginations and set their little minds to work respecting subjects which nature never intended they should think of till the body arrived at some degree of maturity then the passions naturally begin to take place of the senses as an instrument to unfold the understanding and form the moral character in nurseries and boarding-schools i fear girls are first spoiled particularly in the latter a number of girls sleep in the same room and wash together and though i should be sorry to contaminate an innocent creature's mind by instilling false delicacy or those indecent prudish notions which early cautions respecting the other sex naturally engendered i should be very anxious to prevent their acquiring indelicate or immodest habits and as many girls have learned very indelicate tricks from ignorant servants the mixing of them thus indiscriminately together is very improper to say the truth women are in general too familiar with each other which leads to that gross degree of familiarity that so frequently renders the marriage state unhappy why in the name of decency are sisters female intimates or ladies and their waiting women to be so grossly familiar as to forget the respect which one human creature owes to another that squeamish delicacy which shrinks from the most disgusting offices when affection or humanity leads us to watch as a sick pillow is despicable but why women in health should be more familiar with each other than men are when they boast of their superior delicacy is a solecism in manner which i could never solve in order to preserve health and beauty i should earnestly recommend frequent ablutions to dignify my advice that it may not offend the fastidious ear and by example girls ought to be taught to wash and dress alone without any distinction of rank and if custom should make them require some little assistance let them not require it till that part of the business is over which ought to be never done before a fellow-creature because it is an insult to the majesty of human nature not on the score of modesty but decency for the care which some modest women take making at the same time a display of that care not to let their legs be seen is as childish as immodest footnote i remember to have met with a sentence in a book of education that made me smile it would be needless to caution you against putting your hand by chance under your neck handkerchief a modest woman never did so i could proceed still further till i am inadvertent on some still more indelicate customs which men never fall into secrets are told where silence ought to reign and that regard to cleanliness which some religious sects have perhaps carried too far especially the sns amongst the jews by making that an insult to god which is only an insult to humanity is violated in a brutal manner how can delicate women obtrude on notice that part of the animal economy which is so very disgusting and it is not very rational to conclude that women who have not been taught to respect the nature of their own sex in these particulars will not long respect the mere difference of sex in their husbands after their maidenish bashfulness is once lost i in fact have generally observed that women fall into old habits and treat their husbands as they did their sisters or female acquaintances besides women from necessity because their minds are not cultivated have recourse very often to what familiarity term bodily wit and their intimacies are the same kind in short with respect to both mind and body they are too intimate that decent personal reserve which is the foundation of dignity of character must be kept between women or their minds will never gain strength or modesty. 
On this account also, I object to many females being shut up together in nurseries, schools, or convents. I cannot recollect without indignation the jokes and hoyden tricks which knots of young women indulge themselves in, when in my youth accident threw me an awkward rustic in their way. They were almost on a par with the double meanings, which shake the convenial table when the glass is circulated freely. But it is vain to attempt to keep the heart pure unless the head is furnished with ideas, and set to work to compare them, in order to acquire judgment by generalizing simple ones, and modesty by making the understanding damp the sensibility. It may be thought that I lay too great a stress on personal reserve, but it is ever the handmaid of modesty so that where i name the grace that ought to adorn beauty i should instantly exclaim cleanliness neatness and personal reserve it is the obvious i suppose that the reserve i mean has nothing sexual in it and that it is equally necessary in both sexes so necessary indeed it is reserve and cleanliness which indolent women too often neglect that i will venture to affirm that when two or three women live in the same house the one will be the most respected by the male part of the family who resides with them leaving love entirely out of the question who pays this kind of habitual respect to her person when domestic friends meet in the morning there will naturally prevail an affectionate seriousness especially if each look forward to the discharge of daily duties and it may be reckoned fanciful but this sentiment has frequently risen spontaneous in my mind i have been pleased after breathing the sweet bracing morning air to see the same kind of freshness in the countenances i particularly loved i was glad to see them braced as it were for the day and ready to run their course with the sun the greetings of affection in the morning are by these means more respectful than the familiar tenderness which frequently prolongs the evening talk nay i have often felt hurt not to say disgusted when a friend has appeared whom i parted with full dress the evening before with her clothes huddled on because she chose to indulge herself in the bed to the last moment domestic affections can only be kept alive by these neglected attentions yet if men and women took half as much pains to dress habitually neat as they do to ornament or rather to disfigure their persons much would be done towards the attainment of purity of mind but only women dress to gratify men of gallantry for the lover is always best pleased with a simple garb that sits close to the shape there is an impertinence in ornaments that rebuffs affection because love always clings round the idea of home as a sex women are habitually indolent and everything tends to make them so i do not forget the starts of an activity which sensibility produces but as these flights of feeling only increase the evil they are not to be confounded with the slow orderly walk of reason so great in reality is their mental and bodily indolence that till their body can be strengthened and their understanding enlarged by active exertions there is little reason to expect that modesty will take place of bashfulness they may find it prudent to assume its semblance but the fair veil will only be worn on gala days perhaps there is not a virtue that mixes so kindly with every other as modesty it is the pale moonbeam that renders more interesting virtue it often softens giving mild grandeur to the contracted horizon nothing can be more beautiful than the poetical fiction which makes diana with her silver crescent the goddess of chastity i have sometimes thought that wandering with the sedate step in some lovely recesses a modest dame of antiquity must have felt a glow of conscious dignity when after contemplating the soft shadowy landscape she has invited with a placid fervour the mild reflection of her sister's beams to turn her chaste bosom 
a christian has still nobler motives to incite her to preserve her chastity and acquire modesty for her body has been called the temple of the living god and the god who requires more modesty than of men his eye searches the heart and let her remember that if she hopeth to find favour in the sight of purity itself her chastity must be founded on modesty and not on worldly prudence or verily a good reputation will be her only reward for that awful intercourse that sacred communion which virtue establishes between man and his maker must give rise to the wish of being pure as he is pure after foregoing remarks it is almost superfluous to add that i consider all those feminine airs of maturity which succeed bashfulness to which truth is sacrificed to secure the heart of a husband or rather to force him to be still a lover when nature would had she not been interrupted in her operations have made love give place to friendship as a modest the tenderness which a man will feel for the mother of his children is an excellent substitute for the ardour of unsatisfied passion but to prolong that ardour is indelicate not to say immodest for women who feign an unnatural coldness of constitution women as well as men ought to have the common appetites and passions of their nature they are only brutal when unchecked by reason but the obligation to check them is a duty of mankind not a sexual duty nature in these respects may safely be left to herself let women only acquire knowledge and humanity and love will teach them modesty there is no need of falsehoods disgusting is futile for studied rules of behavior only impose on shallow observers a man of sense soon sees through and despises the affection the behavior of young people to each other as men and women is the last thing that should be thought of in education in fact behavior in most circumstances is now so much thought of that simplicity of character is rarely to be seen yet if men were only anxious to cultivate each virtue and let it take root firmly in the mind the grace resulting from it its natural exterior mark would soon strip affection of its flaunting plumes because fallacious as unstable is the conduct that is not founded upon truth footnote the behavior of many newly married women has often disgusted me they seem anxious never to let their husbands forget the privilege of marriage and to find no pleasure in his society unless he is acting the lover short indeed must be the reign of love when the flame is thus constantly blown up without its receiving any solid fuel would ye o oh my sisters really possess modesty ye must remember that the possession of virtue of any denomination is incompatible with ignorance and vanity ye must acquire that soberness of mind which the exercise of duties and the pursuit of knowledge alone inspire or ye will still remain in a doubtful dependent situation and only be loved whilst ye is fair the downcast eye the rosy blush the retiring grace are all proper in their season but modesty being the child of reason cannot long exist with the sensibility that is not tempered by reflection besides when love even innocent love is the whole employ of your lives your hearts will be too soft to afford modesty that tranquil retreat where she delights to dwell in the close union of humanity end of chapter